0: The Almost Perfect Podcast. Welcome to the Almost Perfect Podcast, a celebration of fuck ups, failures, and falling flat on your face. This is a podcast that believes you can learn from experience, but that experience doesn't have to be your own. Ha, I'm Bob Perfect, and I'm a functional fuck up. Let's learn from someone else's mistakes. So today we are going to be learning from the one and only the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Fuego Heat. So if you don't know who that is, that's understandable. Uh, You're probably not from Durban then. Because if you're a musician in Durban or you're a music lover in Durban, you no doubt know who the one and only Fuego Heat is. Now, Fuego is a DJ. Uh, He works at a record store called Kaya Records. And he's also an event planner and promoter. And he's actually just started a new company called Roots Up. Although he's been doing this thing for years and years and years. We actually used to do the thing together. We used to throw a few different parties together back in the day. And I've actually known uh, Fuego for a very, very, very long time. Probably over 10 years now. Definitely over 10 years now. It has to be. Um, So we go back to the hardcore punk days um, of the Durban scene and that's yeah where we first met and where kind of like both of our careers started I'd say like you know the things that led us down the paths that we led ourselves down or got led down who knows um yeah that started all the way back then so we have a really really cool chat like I really enjoyed this one Uh, we did it in the closet or in the storeroom of Kaya Records and it was in the beginning, it took a little while for uh, Ryan, that's his real name, Ryan Fenroyan, uh, to get acclimatized to things, to get used to being interviewed. But by the end of it, we got a lot of really interesting information because, you know, he has been doing this for a long time and he's got a more and more professional at it as the years have gone on. It's not a thing that he started out being a pro at. Um, we actually used to be very lackadaisical when it came to... Organizing gigs, as you'll hear about. Um, We've got some really fun stories that uh, get shared in this episode. But there actually is so much to learn from Fuego, um, from Ryan Finroyan, in that, you know, if you just follow your passions and if you incrementally get better at your things that you're doing, you know, you can eventually land yourself into cool positions like he has gotten himself into now. He's now booking a lot more events. Um, in professional ways with the sponsorship and backing. And it's really boosting the Durban creative scene. It's really helping um, in a big way. And it's something that, you know, I'm super stoked on. I think it's much needed. It's been needed for years in Durban. And he's doing some really cool things in terms of bringing different sounds together, bringing, um, yeah, different crews and scenes together into one s- into the same spaces. And that's creating a really interesting... Dynamic in the Durban music scene. So, yeah, I think the work that he's doing at the moment is incredibly important. And we find out how and why he got into all of that in just a little bit. Um, I'm also going to let you know that I'm going to be in Musenberg. I've never actually done this, but I hear that other people do it in their podcasts, like in their preambles. They're like, hey, I've got shows coming up. So, hey, I've got shows coming up. Um, as I said, I'm going to be at the Musenberg. Uh, arts festival or arts and comedy festival or just the musenberg festival or it's a festival that's happening in musenberg and i'm going to be down there from the fifth of this month which is october yes it's october still um so yeah i'm going to be down in musenberg i'm going to be doing some stand-up comedy as part of that festival but uh, most importantly i'm actually going to be doing some interviews down there i haven't decided who i'm interviewing yet i haven't asked anyone yet But I will be going down there. I mean, I'll definitely be chatting to Paul Cowan because he is the one bringing me down and he's one of the organizers of the festival. And I'm really appreciative of that. So thank you, Paul. Um, But yeah, so I'm going to be down there. So if you're in Cape Town, come and hang out with me. Also, maybe let me know who you think I should chat to. And then I'll try and arrange that because I'm going to be down for an entire week. Uh, But that being said, yeah, that's it. That's all I got to say to you. Here comes the interview with Fuego Heat. Enjoy cool so what is up hello doing, <laughs> good good i am sitting here with uh, fuego heat <laughs> as he's sometimes known aka ryan fun royan aka yes. for those back in the day Ritan ryan <laughs> yeah. it is a well I'm that is though. a thing <laughs> Is it funny for you to like still be in the music industry now? Like, cause you, for people who don't know, kind of for a lot of us who know you, you started out as a record dealer back in the day, (laughs) like at hardcore shows, this was the thing that you did. You you used to set up your stall outside, used to sell records before record (laughs) stores were like in that period where there were no record stores in Durban and now you work at a record store. Yeah. Fucking full circle. (laughs) 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 Shit. I have often thought about that. It is weird like
1: yeah like we've had some of the records that us like not obviously the exact one, but like like the Slumlords one that like Neil did yeah. on Give and Take like come into the record store and I'm just like fuck I haven't seen this for like 10 years dude since the
0: <laughs> I mean it is possible that some of those records are the yeah, exact same ones good, that you yeah, sold there's probably a handful of people who bought that in Devon <laughs> so you were originally from Maritzburg, right mm. how yeah. was that <laughs> terrible terrible it not is a fact. it is a wasteland <laughs>
1: Always, yeah.
0: You've Yeah, you've never spoken kindly of Maritzburg a single day in your life. Like, yeah. I've known you for a long time. I have. It's got the 24-hour spa. That's the one thing. It's <laughs> got the a 24-hour spa. You
1: can cook a lasagna anytime you want, so <laughs> anytime a day.
0: that's the only thing that Peter Maritzburg has that's redeeming. What about, you met <laughs> some cool friends here, though? You knew some cool no, people. Yeah, definitely. That's, I don't know,
1: that's where I got into kind of music, I suppose. Like, I uh, met some dudes at church. <laughs> you met and some dudes then, at church? Uh, Got invited to a Fuzzy Gush show, and then that was. Wait, well, like you met some dudes in
0: church, but then you got invited to a Fuzzy Gush show. Fuzzy and church did not go together well. Yeah, well, Maritzburg was small. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it was. Yeah, Matt Cloak
1: was a dude who went to church and met him through my sister, and then he had homies that were atheists and <laughs> played in punk bands,
0: <laughs> really. So, what was what was the Maritzburg scene like at the time? Because obviously, pretty small, right? Yeah, it's
1: like. We used to, that's how I ended up coming down to Durban as we were driving down here like three nights a week
0: just to go to like Wednesday night, punk night at Bern and <laughs> stupid shit like because that. Because in Maritzburg, so, you guys only had the red door, right? And that wasn't exactly the coolest spot. Oh, well, this was even before the red door.
1: This was like, there was the vault, which was like this like 10 meter squared place, like upstairs from like a panel beater next to a church <laughs> and then, like the arse end of Maritzburg. There was like... Yeah, and then B- Red Door opened up as Burn, and that was like the great saving grace, <laughs> and just plays new metal and grunge. <laughs>
0: but that was also the thing; they weren't playing the kind of music that you liked. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah.
0: So you would find yourself coming down here every Wednesday, probably Friday, Saturday as yeah, well. <laughs> exactly. And what's yeah? What bands were you listening to at that time? Or who are you coming down for? What was the uh, whole definitely
1: the sibling rivalry, <laughs> low profile. Um, again, who else was there around <laughs> then? Um, yeah, well, go go Bronco, rising end, crossing point. Um, again, it was the city Bowl Mars. Did I mention that? No, <laughs> no you city
0: ball. Um, but what made you go all the way from Maritzburg down here? Because a lot of people stay stuck in Maritzburg, like they feel complicit or complacent, and like you know. I don't know, dude. I think it was also we just had like we had a homie who had a car and he was older
1: than us. Like we were, none of us had our licenses and that, and it was just like. Fucking, like we could just go steal another post box or blow something up. Or we could just, like, drive for 40 minutes and actually have, like, a, good a real time. good time. Yeah.
0: And then you, what started you... So, Right Hand Records was the first time I kind of knew you. Yeah. But it was originally Matt Savile's project? Yeah, who, Matt, Matt Savile and Will Edgecombe. Like,
1: it started off as a right-hand branch of Give and Take Records. Neil's okay. thing in Joburg. And then yeah, they took it over, gave it over to someone else and then yeah, th- they wanted to pack it up and then I was like, Okay, well I'll take it over.
0: <laughs> well what was that process like? Like and what do you mean okay, I'll take it right, over? They like they it's not like, a it's this. not a small thing. <laughs> no, I didn't know well
1: dude like there was there's never any money to be made in that <laughs> process. So like it was literally just like Matt and Will were like, Here's the stock. You can have it. <laughs> you can have it. Yeah. Wow. I mean Yeah, there was some stuff on consignment from Neil and that and then like they just sent me an introductory email to like the their contact at Revelation Records in the States and that was it. I had a had a distro <laughs> And then yeah, you were importing
0: like, yeah. records?
1: importing, uh, like, international, like, punk, hardcore, a little bit of indie, and then also local bands, when they would, like, roll through, they would leave stuff on consignment with me.
0: And how did that all work out for you? Like, do you feel it was valuable? Do you feel, like, it was worth your time? Because you would come in early, set up your stalls, like, lay out all the records. And I remember I'd come and, like, look at a record every single week and then maybe buy one record a year. So... What was that like? I mean, I, exper- yeah. I figure that's an experience that you must have gone through a million times just yeah. people coming and looking and talking to you yeah. but never buying.
1: Um, With the end of Christian Hardcore being so popular, that was the end of like, my distro pretty much, <laughs> to be honest. Like that that crew made it possible like because they spent like the harvest churches and whatever was in well like because Sunny they weren't spending Day. money on
0: booze so they yeah. could afford to buy records yeah like
1: those would buy like four grand's worth of records at a gig there and then i'll go to like the Willowvale and like maybe sell like a 25 rand like cd and that's <laughs> it <laughs> but like the church shows and uprisings because i used to do i yeah, used yeah. to set up it there like that that was always good but like
0: so why did you do it
1: though ah uh, I don't know, it seemed like a good idea at the time. And it was also like I got to like get a pretty dope CD collection. I'd get like like I got like the first one C D before it was even like released. I got as like a promo and like my shit and like and then I'd also just like buy CDs every month. (laughs) Like
0: So just as a music lover. Yeah, it was just
1: like I don't know, it seemed like a cool thing. Like I like that's how I met, like pretty much got involved in like the Durban like scene was like Walked went to the show at the Winston and saw like Matt selling his shit there, and I was just like, "What the fuck is this? Yeah, like, I where can that I shirts. get all these CDs?" And then started ordering from him, and then he turned out he lived in Maritzburg and didn't know anyone, so he started hanging out with like us, and then we started hanging out with like his crew, and coming through. So like I don't know, it just you know what I mean? Like it was like it couldn't die;
0: it had to it had to, it had to, carry, to on. carry on somehow. And then it did that though. Mm. You kind of uh, laid it to rest. When did when did that happen? Well, dude, it's like, see, like
1: I I remember like when I decided like it wasn't like any point. I went on to take a lot, and I could I found the new Smoke or Fire album at like half the price that I could actually get it in
0: from like. The, like, through the distros distro and stuff like from the states and because there's, like, markup, well, there's markup there's markup there's markup yeah. there's then there's expenses of getting a chair and everything and yeah. take a light can just they
1: like can afford to just and like they were starting to get interesting stuff like they weren't getting only like you know what i mean like the regulars so like you could from a local online buyer you could buy like fat record bands and stuff yeah, like whereas that before so... you could
0: only really get that from hookups like you or, yeah, or you're like, like
1: going straight through the label where then you like confined to only getting that label's Exactly. Choices, yeah.
0: But nowadays, I mean, that's so different. I mean, even... It's weird because, you know, back in the day, hardcore bands, you know, were the ones... I don't know if they were... The only ones pushing the vinyl thing, but they were doing it... Like, the punk and hardcore scene was on that vinyl tip, and now you check major, like, (laughs) stars, like, are pressing vinyl again.
1: You can get a Taylor Swift vinyl. You can get a One Direction vinyl. Which is actually
0: making it harder for the smaller acts to get Mm. stuff pressed now because their orders aren't big enough for some of these places, and so they're not you know obviously the big orders are getting preference over them so yeah. i've heard it's also driving the price up and stuff like that so yeah sure. <laughs> we'll chat about that just now but then from so you gave up right hand yeah records. i passed it on to pete
1: reynolds for a while and then it's just i think the writing was on the wall it's also people weren't buying cds it was like we got vinyl in but it was predominantly cds and that that we were doing so yeah like with the with blockbuster it's like it's I the could smoking time and like the small distro, like I feel like it's not really, there's no point <laughs> anymore. Any yeah. to it. It's just, it's easier to just do things online. Even if you had to have a distro, just put your shit up online.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's how most people do yeah. things these days. Exactly. Um, but then, so you, you, then from there kind of became a gig promoter. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I cause I remember we used to throw some gigs together back yeah. in the day and like, I, I got well, first, into this. Shout outs
1: that... to Anna Savage. First started oh, DJing yes. like before. From, at
0: Unity 11, right? Yeah. <laughs> and also at uh, iHeart Markets and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So how did that all start? How did DJing start for you?
1: Yeah. So Anna yeah, Anna heard that I had some vinyls at home, some 80s ones. I think she had seen them and was like, hey, do you want to come DJ for 100 and Bar Tab? I think there was. Do you remember like <gasps> the, the Dragon parties?
0: The, yeah. Like. The, you yeah, really, yeah. It's a bit of a haze that time, but like yeah, yeah, with Brandon Stark and all of them, and like yeah, just yeah. So party's got weird. Yeah. <laughs> Louis once, oh, I'm gonna chat to him about it, but yeah, he was to sleep in the <laughs> Yeah. Wow. I feel so, like
1: you could start many stories with that. Louis de Villiers once. We <laughs> could just go places, dude. Like,
0: there's no no fucking confinement with that. No, definitely not. Yeah, we've had some interesting times. I actually, had like yeah, great. I kind of got to know him there at unit 11. Mm. So you just started DJing because someone asked you like to a hundred and bar tab. I was a student. So it was
1: cheaper to drink. And then people started paying me a little bit and I was like, "What?" Like,
0: yeah. So it was and a way so to turn your passion, like back into some sort of like, to also, yeah. like what was it for you to start DJing? Because I mean, well, did you know what? I started DJing. It definitely wasn't
1: a passion at all. Like I'm yeah. not going to be playing like eighties cheese as a passion. Like,
0: I don't know, people I just saw that, that like though. people,
1: yeah, exactly, that's, I think it was more, not a passion for the music, but just like, I knew that O's would dig to jam to that tune, those tunes, and no one else was playing them, so, and like when I'm f- drunk, that's what I dig to dance to, dude, like wham, wake me up before you go-go, dude, yep. it's just like, it's golden So how <laughs> when did- you're drunk, <laughs> but when you're like playing it to an empty dance floor and no one's dancing and Is no one's sad? in there, it's just like, why am I fucking doing this? I would rather be
0: playing something I actually listen to. Yeah. Cause then you can just put
1: your headphones on and close your eyes and it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> How did the uh, Heat come about as a DJ name?
1: Ah, oh, yeah. Uh, I was on study break and I was supposed to be studying, but I w- just was given the complete C se- all seasons of Malcolm in the middle. So I decided <laughs> that I was just going to use my study break to binge watch that as all so students. I wouldn't have any distractions during exams. And there was just one episode where anytime a a, a pretty lady walked past, the the they were like just busting out "It's Fuego, Fuego," and I just woke up that morning and I was just like "Fuego heat," that sounds good. Like I'm just gonna dress in cheesy gold blazers and yeah. shit and placement sm- like. That, music. Yeah, that used
0: to be a big part of your act was uh, the dress, dress up. up, dude. <laughs> yeah, and why don't you do that anymore? Is the character dead? Ah, oh, it's just. Much i think effort, it was yeah work. i think
1: it was also just a time and a place you know what i mean like i've thought about it now i've actually like even gone to like i mean like this is an important gig i should dress up and i'm yeah. taking my stuff there and just being like nah
0: i'm gonna sweat nah. i don't and, wanna wear a suit and on. also I, it's
1: just like i suppose it's also like now the stuff i play like i'm trying like to play music that i actually dig so it's not like i'm not trying to push this like gimmicky vibe like where it's like when i'm playing just like a purely like cheesy 80s pop set
0: like that's a gimmick yeah.
1: like you know what I mean that's not like I'm not trying to play anything that someone would be like yo that's actually rad dude like what is that
0: so like, why not like split them between like Ryan Fenroyan and Fuego Heat? or is there like now brand name like no. Equity with Fuego or, no, I or just, is it I don't
1: I don't enjoy playing that anymore at all like in, like because of weddings and stuff I still do it at weddings and that like because gotta fucking pay the bills yeah. but like like and, literally I've listened to like those 80s songs just too many times that it just kills me inside. It kills and like, now. Even when like, I'm playing it I'm just like oh
0: god like I can't believe I'm doing this. But then all the drunk white girls are just yeah. like <laughs> yeah
1: this is my song. Yeah, dude. yeah pretty much. Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah. Are so. you overdoing weddings now? How did you get into DJing weddings? And like like how much of your lifestyle has been funded by it? Mm.
1: Sorry, I'm chewing to my <laughs> Yeah, no, we can hear. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> um, Yeah, someone just, like, I was DJing a bunch uh, at Unit 11 and that, and one of the Unit 11 homies, Greg Davies, yeah, yeah. Like, was like, hey, do you want to DJ our wedding? And I was like, oh, okay. Um, And I did it for way too little money and DJed, <laughs> like, the whole thing on vinyl. But I was like, oh, my gosh, like, like i literally you, okay, was gonna, you. yeah, I you're like i want to do this thing but yeah i did like okay greg if you ever listen to this i'm not dissing you because it was i was super amped on the budget then but it was like two grand and i had to hire sound for 600 grand i had to pay sarah dawson to drive me to like <laughs> Tyler. like i ended up making enough to like it was like it was 900 bucks i ended up making it and i was just like. I can buy a two-channel mixer. I don't have to because remember when we were hiring it, like every oh, time God, we needed yeah. like to do a party, we would have to like spend like three hundred rand and like generally get like an eight-channel one. Where all we needed was like just well, a simple yeah. two-channel. Sh- sh-
0: sh- well, that's actually so, yeah, like
1: that. Like I was just like, but yeah, and then that's how it started, and then
0: slowly more and more. <laughs> so, what got you into organizing your own gigs? Because yeah, this is something where I think we relate to quite a bit.
1: Yeah. Um. That was literally with Louie. Um, we did the scub, scub pub, pubs. Scub pubs, yeah, yes. We, we were just like, Unit 11 had closed down and it had been like a couple of months, and we we're like, we haven't partied with our friends really anywhere. Let's just have a random party at a random sketchy pub.
0: <laughs> and so you went and approached different venues and asked them for drink specials, and you well, said, the you'd first bring one, we there. didn't
1: even tell them. Did they want to flagons? We were just like, we're, we're just, just going like, to Just They got karaoke on a Friday night and their drinks are cheap. We're just going to have a gig there like and the
0: gig is the dude doing karaoke <laughs> like <laughs> so we just made some memes and like 30 people showed up and like yeah memes are a big part of your marketing tactics for a long time now actually. yeah dude <laughs> yeah pretty much try the internet <laughs> like, <laughs> but do you find that like because you also make a lot of your own posters or you have i don't know how many you mm. still do but do you enjoy the, like all the different creative aspects of putting together a gig because personally like i hate like a lot of it. Like, yeah, that's no, why I don't There's it, really it do it it definitely
1: anymore. like like a lot of it is just tiresome. Like there's obviously like certain times like certain things will make me stoked and like like thinking like for my stages I could take all the plants and stuff. Like I don't enjoy carting it around. But like then at the end when I look back I'm like, oh, okay, it was worth it. Like literally every time we have to carry plants, I'm like just like Damien, this is so fucking stupid. Like why are we <laughs> I mean, like taking never... two carloads worth of plants to a place? But then when we set up and the lights on and shit, it's like, okay, it was worth it. So, so like, like now
0: your signature, like for your events? Yeah, I did gonna... plants, like a fuckload of plants. That's, that's my vibe. <laughs> but uh, so how did you get into actually organizing gigs, gigs? So you were doing Scub Pub and then when did you start booking bands? And like, do you remember? Yo,
1: I don't. Eh, like uh, I think it might've been at Jackrabbits. Okay. Like, Weren't you doing other things before that? We were doing, like, DJ parties and stuff, like... But, like, yeah, we started... We had a scud pub at Jack Rabbit's once. And then just had a good relationship with Lee. And he was able to, like, spend, like, money on, on doing things. Yeah, he
0: had actually put in a bit of budget, which was Yeah,
1: like... Time. Yeah, we could always, like, at least guarantee, like, a Joe Brig band. They, like, travel costs down. And then do, like, another act... At a gig somewhere on the Friday night. Which still isn't, like, them. a lot. Like. Yeah, dude, it's... <laughs> No, we were definitely working. Like you know, like whenever we did gigs there, like it was like we were DJ, so that there was just like an extra name on the bill. Like, exactly. But it was for free anyway. I mean, like we that, wouldn't earn any money from it. I like. mean, that's
0: essentially how I got into DJing was <laughs> from organizing gigs and then just being like, well, I don't want to pay someone to yeah. open, like you know, the DJing or to and be like the closing act. Better than three though. <laughs> exactly, and so. There you go. It's one less person that you exactly. have to, like, divide the money with. Yeah. And, yeah, like, I mean, I've got some pretty good taste. And, like, yeah. same, so do you. And you've got, like, a wild, wild music collection. So it's pretty cool to share that. But now you've moved on from, you know, just kind of, I mean, you, I guess you might still scrounge a little bit. But you've become the guy when it comes to, like, gigs in Durban. How does that feel? Like, you are literally, like, the guy that everyone, like, comes to when they need to, like, organize a gig. Uh, I feel like it's probably misinformed in a lot of ways.
1: Like, I don't know, like, yeah, obviously I've, like, in the last little while people have all said, like, a lot of shit to me about, like, oh, you're doing things. But it's, like, I don't know, sometimes it's just, like, things are tough, you know what I mean? It's yeah. not, like, like a lot of people come in, it's just, like, yeah, every Friday you, like, throws banging. And it's, like, no, it's because you were at the ones that were banging. Like Exactly. You weren't there for, like the six in between, like, and that also we're for just the like, years, dead, Like, dead. the years that
0: we've been doing this, yeah. where like, you're barely covering each time. Yeah, like, you're I scraping <laughs> bars. So like, anytime it sucks,
1: it's soul destroying. Yeah, dude, like, it's, it's like, yeah, it's hard yeah. not to take it personally. <laughs> like, it's, cause it's just, you put in all so this much effort work. and it is something that you personally
0: invested in like because a lot of the time you're booking acts that you believe in right yeah yeah so you, exactly. for you i know i know this about you is that a lot of the time when you're putting a gig together it's because these are the acts that you want people to see Yeah. it's not just this is what's going to sell
1: yeah yeah so, so yeah it is yeah, yeah that's that's also yeah a tough part of it especially when it's like someone like that like you've put in all this effort and like especially like obviously the more effort and you put in like in terms of like promoing and stuff. Everyone gets this kind of emptiness, and then like to watch like this musician just like perform to like five people. Like it's just like
0: I'm so sorry. Like, but the I, time, I wanted such better things for you. <laughs> have you not gotten used to it by now? Like the ebb and flow. Oh, right? you do
1: have to definitely. Like like we had the hangouts last night, and it was pretty like <laughs> pretty, <laughs> pretty goddamn mediocre. But like, yeah, it's it's like but it also gets not easier. Worried, like, but you're doing it also...
0: so much that like maybe people like you know. <sighs> would even flow with it as well so i mean if you're doing mm. a gig every single month yeah people aren't gonna come every month
1: yeah i know that that's exactly it and it's also yeah and you get used to that like this is like yeah the ninth one we've done so it's yeah definitely like used to that it's uh it's more the ones that you know what i mean where you put in like
0: all the effort and you're yep. just like okay like
1: i've i've drained myself
0: for like yeah that was like first, first o'clock for me like the last one where they were like I shouldn't be too ungrateful. There were only, like, 40 or 50 people. Mm-hmm. But, like, it was a lineup of, like, eight acts that yeah. were all just good. And, like, if you, like, check those acts now, they'll probably each pull, like, 50 to 100 yeah. people. And it's just, like, fuck all of you dude, for, like, like not did showing such up. good
1: things. <laughs> and still...
0: <laughs> still, you didn't come. Yeah. And is that, like, the biggest issue that you have with, you know, doing promoting in Durban? That... Uh, well, dude, well, like, I, I, I don't, like, I to me, that... Two. Yeah,
1: I, that, that's not really, like like I, I, a lot of the time I just look at it now as in terms of like, okay, I need to do something better. Like even like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, the plants, I'm like, with you. like the plants, like make it it's, more of a vibe. Yeah. Like to me for a show, like if I went there and the music was kept, like I would be stoked, like, and I would go back to the next one. But yeah, like I'm the same a lot man. of people want like more than just the acts. They want like the production, like, you know what I mean? So yeah. if like, it doesn't work, it's like, okay, I need to like try and make something else. I need to do like, it's, have think lawn games, or let's, you know what I mean, to yeah, try make get it like more people be event. like, "Wow, that was actually really cool," like, because it's not just the music. that But how do you feel about it. that, dude? I feel like salty about it a little bit, like, dude, <laughs> obviously, have have like, yeah, it is, but it's, it's also like, it is. I think I hate saying that, but it is 2018 now, yeah, like, you know what I mean like, And if we want to do anything for Durban musicians, like you got to play that game because like, that's the game that's been played by everyone. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, so here's a question. Why do you want to do anything for Durban musicians? <laughs> what have they ever done for you? <laughs> like, oh, Just
1: giving me really good times. <laughs> that's like, you know what I mean? Like it's the whole, like, why do we every like three years have to be just like looking for new, like, obvi- like obviously we want to look for new acts and that, but yeah. like every like two or three years, you just like, God, like all the dudes who I used to book are just like either not doing the thing anymore or they've like moved, moved. somewhere else to do the thing, and it's like, but I, I still want to watch that person like yep. perform, like yep, I want, you know what I mean. So it's, I suppose that's why. And there's also just some really good people out there like who are trying to do their thing, like that. A it's hard to do things in isolation, like you know what I mean. Like if you are trying to be a musician and like push your your vibe, like. To then like yes, you can go and organize your own shows, but that's like a lot of time and effort away when from when you what should be making doing. music. Like, yeah, and like I know there are people who
0: appreciate that, and like musicians who do, it, and that makes it kind of worth it. Like, see, well, I mean, I've I found the opposite. Like, I kind of found, but there are a group of musicians who do really appreciate things. But no, they definitely are no like. there's... But there are a lot that don't. Yeah, like one hundred percent. And are. have you like have you had to deal with that a lot? And so how do you now pick who you work with? <sighs> Like I and it sounds hectic, but like I
1: just I try school <laughs> Yeah, I've like, noticed i noticed little your bit, lecture like, a little
0: bit online now.
1: No, like but it just in terms of like act as well. Like it's like there's a lot of guys who like will just like fuck around and shit. And like so like if like if you come to like my show, like I've booked you, like I've had like this is like one of my favourite, like O's rock up and they just like get there like Twenty really, minutes yeah. before they said, oh. and they just have like nothing, and I'm just like, dude, like, are you kidding? Like, I even the email says this is what we supply. You need to bring this, whatever. And like, so then I'll just like, I'll cuss them out, and then I just I won't book them for like a couple of months. But then like I'll book them again. And like, see and if be like do it again. Yo, dude, no, like I won't even like give <laughs> leave it up to chance. Like be like, yo, dude, like don't, don't do that it up again. Because it's like. You know what I mean? Like to be, write some, yeah, it's be professional. Yeah. Like it's it's also a small like, yeah. I'm not going to write O's off and not work with them just for that. Like if O's are decks, just straight up decks, I won't work with those. Like,
0: yeah, it's a personality like based thing.
1: Like, yeah, I'd rather work with like someone who's less talented, but is like a good person. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: 100% every day of the fucking
1: week. Yeah, like It's, it's uh, yeah. Life's too short to like just be dealing with assholes hair out, just being like, wow, this dude is such an ass.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I've dealt with many musicians over the years, and I've literally got a list of people I'll work with and stuff, and I'll cross people off, like, sometimes the first time, like, sometimes yeah. if you're a fucking asshole, you'll cool. nope, and yeah. others, like you do, you know, just get dropped to the list, down the list a little bit, if they, like, you know, yeah. didn't put in the effort, like, weren't worth my time and efforts. then I'm going to lower you down a little bit, but we'll probably talk about it. Yeah, definitely, because... Uh, like uh, yeah,
1: I've, I feel like there are a lot of musicians and uh, who want to be professional, but they just don't know like
0: the How? tools. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Because like, they don't have a lot of experience with gigs. Yeah. Like even yeah. like you know, people are making tracks on their back rooms, but they hardly ever get to perform them. And yeah. so when they do get booked for a gig, they don't know what the protocols are. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. That's why yeah, I've got like a A four. Do you send out a list? No. I've, I've got
1: like it's just it's built like from the first time. It was just like please can you be there 30 minutes before you're set then it's like oh please can you bring you the, your equipment <laughs> and it's just like grown and grown so like when you book it's just like poof, here's everything you need to know to get you like I, even now i send out like a template invoice with my stuff and it's like if you don't have an invoice, invoice just use here's this one just same you, as a pdf so
0: you must be registered as a business right
1: yeah we registered last Sweet
0: <laughs> Don't worry I also only registered yeah. Like in the last uh, few months So yeah. I know the vibe Because now You're making some money you got to pay taxes you got to invoice you got to do All yeah. of that stuff Is that daunting now? Yeah like, It's it's hella daunting <laughs> Like I just um, That's not my vibe Being that
1: kind of person Like I've known I've had to do this Probably for like The last year Yeah But no, I've just literally Been using the last year To try like Coaching myself On doing it Because it's just like Tax dude Like yep. tax scares me Because it's like like i'll get my income from like seven places a month and like have expenses for all like like if i do a wedding there's like Paying my assistant Patrol, and buying, yeah. like, food for them on the road and, like, oh, this cable and, like, oh, I just need to buy this, like, insulation tape for this
0: quickly. But that stuff that. we would we like, would normally just pay for ourselves, yeah, like, I out did, of your pockets and yeah. just go, here
1: you go. Like, but now I'm, like, if I have to pay the tax man for shit, like, I need to make sure, like, that they know that all those stupid little things that I bought are actually, like... For the business. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and also need to track my stuff this year because it's been, like, yeah, just buying equipment and stuff like yeah. that and you're mm-hmm. just, like yo I'm still paying like double on this stuff yeah, but yeah. Uh, someone actually asked a question on Twitter oh, uh, this shit. is Andila Ngini Ngin G uh, how's it bro salute to fuego uh, being someone who is heavily involved in the Durban music scene what have you noticed are the pros and cons when working with upcoming acts and what can be improved to make artists and promoters work relationship better uh, we've kind of discussed yeah, that like, a little bit the pros definitely like do like okay so
1: like again like Last night, the the Hangouts was, like, not, not rad. But our three artist showcase acts were all fucking amazing. Like, all, all the acts were amazing. But, like, it was just, like, oh, my gosh. Like, here's three acts that, like, I can immediately, like, work with and, like, book for things. And, like, that's fucking dope about new acts. And, like, it's also, like, the O's are more, I don't know. like Hungry. Yeah, just there's, like, often, well, sometimes not the case, sometimes <laughs> more. But, like. Or is less, like, ego-driven, like, yep. as well? Like, but sometimes... sometimes it's, yeah, it's sometimes hilarious. you get the polar opposite of that and always just come in, like, hot as fuck. Dude. Yeah, I think and they're I'm the, the like, shirts no, and, like, they can't even yeah. rap on
0: beats and you're just, like, oh, oh yeah. Lord. But, like,
1: generally, like, a lot of the new acts that I've been working with have all just been, like, really genuinely, like, nice people. And I'm just, like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, that's cool. Like, and, yeah, just hearing fresh new stuff. Um, Then the cons, though, it is, like I said, like, a lot of them just don't have the toolkits. And like, I understand it. It's like, you know what I mean? Like I went to like, would you ever consider doing, like, doing a, like
0: a little course? Like, a well, there's this, this bandistry thing that started like, um, yeah, where they didn't really consult anyone in Durban before. Yeah. here And all of
1: that. Yeah. But, but <laughs> like, see how that goes. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah, but there's I no a reason why you guys couldn't do something here at Kaya where you just do like a little workshop vibes, yeah. like come through, you know, learn how to, yeah, interact in the industry. Like, not even like the big scale stuff, yeah. just the stuff of like how to work with you. Uh, I had thought about that, but that, yo, Like, I'm no good with
1: like talking things. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing fine like, here. But like, t- w- two people would be
0: like a whole nother thing. Like, the, the well, way then like the, I, I kind of maybe look at Maybe you can it develop s- the. The, the content Curriculum. yeah exactly <laughs> and have someone else teach it you know i don't know because i yeah. do think like like this question I was asking you there is definitely space for that there is yeah. like like you're saying people don't know how to mm. even come and perform at gigs like yeah. you know like what they need and stuff like that how to yeah. even get booked like how if someone wants to get booked how can they get booked with you
1: um that's just send me through their stuff <laughs> how like, do they do that you know uh, well, now we have info at rootsupentertainment.com. Okay, <laughs> so
0: yeah, you've just started Roots Up Entertainment yeah. uh, with uh, Shaq. Yes, me, Shaq Newman. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Why do you pick him as a business partner or how did uh, that all happen? Because he's the best dude. <laughs> he, is. <laughs> he is
1: just the best dude and just is always getting shit done. You know what I mean? He's worked on like a lot of like noteworthy things in Durban <coughs> over the years. Like, yeah, he's been I'm in always the just background. I'm just like dropping off flyers for like everything here. Like, I'm just like. How does it, like, you know what I mean? Like from like some hip hop show to like some, like, like art thing. And I'm just like, this dude's just like everywhere doing everything all the time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and he's the best as well. So (laughs) it just made, made sense. Um, Like he's got a passion for like the industry. He wants to like grow young arts, like, and help like bring up young artists and stuff. So it was just, yeah. Just similar to you. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And you, how many gigs are you guys doing at the moment? Because you got the hangouts, you got Sunday, uh, yeah. Sunday school. Yeah, so
1: hangouts is once a month um, on Thursdays. And, yeah, on the third Thursday of a month, and that's just like mixed genre, like live music. Like it's been had, at S43
0: for a while, but it's yeah, now moving. It's going to be moving
1: to Republic um, in Florida right from next month, and. Then we got the, the first Thursday that we've been doing with Vans for like three years now. Yeah, um, which has moved all over because yeah, of just the way venues Durban goes. and things and, and all that. Um, and then, yeah, we got the Sunday School, which we've just started. That's every two months um, with Red Bull Music. And that's pretty much like two DJs in the afternoon on a Sunday, like chilled out bars, and then two local acts. And then we, we had Easy Freak last week and... I suppose by the time that this comes out, it'll probably it'll be, it'll be a little bit longer. Cause uh, yeah, yeah, you're probably guys. gonna be in three episodes time coming okay. out. Cool. Well, yeah, darky fiction. <laughs> like uh, coming. Well, what before, dates that? That's the. It's gonna be thirtieth of October. Oh, October. Yeah. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah, oh, this of, this yeah. will be out before then. So oh, okay. perfectly. And we would have announced it because you're announcing them on Friday. Oh, okay, dope. So. That's
0: really fucking cool. Cause they're actually yeah blowing up a little bit at the moment. Yeah.
1: Did they? And like again, like we met them at OPI and just like the nicest people dude. Like we were just like Sean, Chad, Ash and I were just like, Oh my God, come and be our friends. <laughs>
0: like, so, so is that now like the, the requirements for working with you? You've just got to yeah, be a dude, nice just person. Like, I don't know. Like, cause you know what I mean? Like we all fucking like struggling in this. Like the last yeah. thing
1: you need is someone just like not being accommodating. Like I'll be as accommodating as I can to you. But like, I just like give me the same like decency back. You know what I mean? Like just, you know, yeah. You know what I mean. Exactly. It's like, it's like
0: there is no, no time and there's no point. There's no real hierarchy. Like, like yeah, it's just it's... we work together in this scene.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like that's the only way it can be and should be. So, well, no, no. It's not the only way it can be. You can make it be a dick. Well, like, yeah. I mean, a lot you of people. Just... Yeah,
0: but that's not really in our like because there's so many <laughs> different sections of this industry. Yeah. Like in you in know our independent section is, yeah, kind of based on just getting along with each other.
1: Yeah, like. Definitely, like pretty much like every act I've worked from from with from, from Joberg and that like, and that has been like through the. the and we made a lot of cool sounds. Friends, yeah. Like, yeah, exactly, and they've all been such nice people. Like. Yeah, but man. Like
0: my favorite are still the Moths. Yeah, man. dude. I'm like. Thinking, uh, all of them are just the friendliest yeah. dudes, and like we, yeah, we brought them down after seeing them at Smoking Dragon, wasn't it? Or, I, I mean, I remember I did that like. I, saw I think you brought them down The first And time. then
1: Lou and I did them after that And then we did them with makeovers after that Oh yeah, again.
0: shit Yeah, fuck It's been so yeah. many gigs <laughs> Like, which is your favorite gig that you put together? Like, do you have one? Oh, man. Like, what was favorite your favorite gig. lineup?
1: Favorite lineup Like, there's been ones that have been, like, super just, like Like, Sibusile Klaba and Sankla At the yeah, yeah. KZNSA Like, that was just, like what the fuck like something special like they played like in the, in the gallery and like there was this cool like protest poster like exhibition going on like where it was like it traveled around the world and whoever hosted it had to print out like more and add to it yeah but like yeah. just really kiff posters around them and just like in the middle with these plants everywhere <laughs> and yeah that was really nice but i don't know like i'm very stoked on these like sunday school like lineups that i'm getting on we've got like for December, we've got a dope one coming. You can't <laughs> say anything,
0: but it's like, yeah. And is that now like, thanks to Red Bull that's like you able to step up a bit, I guess? Yeah, I did, get like a bigger acts.
1: Yeah, they like they they've come in with with some money. Like it's it's still which is rare. Yeah, <laughs> if, you've ever, if you've
0: ever worked in <laughs> the music industry, you know you can get equipment from Red Bull. Yeah, no worries.
1: But yeah. Yeah, I was lucky enough to like shout out to Paul. You know, Kaya. Um, one of the, the the cultural, the national cultural manager came in here and Paul just like hyped me up a bunch. So I got to like, so I'm dealing with like directly Red Bull music. um,
0: Yeah, and Red Bull music does do a lot of good
1: stuff. Um, But yeah, like, and it's also like, I've kind of like with the first Thursdays been taking off, like, there is a little bit of money where we can take risks now a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, that's like, like, I I don't know if you saw, I did that like lucky packet party. Like I did. uh, Oh yes, yes, yes. I was, yeah. And um, like, the second one just flopped hard. <laughs> so, <laughs> so hard. Like terribly, terribly, but terribly.
0: But it didn't cost but you too much. cause yeah, yeah, we had like the money from first Thursday that we could be like, okay, at least like. And how important though is having like brands like Vans and Red Bull and involved? Because you're in our early days. Getting yeah. sponsorship <laughs> was a dream. Like yeah. that was just like, fuck. Like the, the, yeah. if we could have done that sooner, you're we could have had so many more bands. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. Such... But yeah, no, it definitely is like. Because like with first
1: Thursday they, like, but how did ran, how did that
0: actually happen? Like is it because you've built up your name beforehand, or like uh, did dude, you know the Vance right people? was or? just
1: lucky as hell, oh. dude. Like I literally like I called up, uh, Duff Patrick, Patrick Duff, Duff, yeah, yeah, who was um, worked there, and I was just like, dude, like we've been struggling for so long, not <laughs> getting sponsorship. Can like you just like give me some advice on like.
0: How to how do you
1: actually do this? And he was like, okay, we'll call you tomorrow. And then like they called me, and I was like, well, this is what I want to do. And they're like, okay, we'll we'll sponsor it. (laughs) I was like, okay. I mean, it does
0: make sense for them. It is within their brand and like. Like, that, that's the thing. Like, I mean, the gigs that you put together are... And, like, mm. Red Bull as well. Like, that makes yeah. sense. Do you think uh, having the Van sponsorship might have also helped get Red Bull involved in the other gigs? Like, do you think... Probably. Cause and they, do you think now yeah. it'll give you a more of a legitimacy having, you know, worked with both, work of, those both those. of them? Yeah. yeah, No, for sure. Like, definitely,
1: because I know Red Bull do do, like, a lot of work with Vans as well. But, like, we've also, like... I've learned, like... We used to just, like, hit up people and just be like, hey, we want to do this thing. Like, what do I want Like, now... It's like 14-page PDF proposal. Like, this is what I can do for your brand. This is what, like, you can do for us. These are, like, our outcomes, our social media plan. Like,
0: and, and how like, did you think, learn that? Uh, Carla. <laughs> no, Carla is, Thring is definitely someone in Durban who I actually need to get on yeah. this podcast. She's done a lot of different yeah, things. She's,
1: yeah, and she, like, yeah, pretty much was like, look at this. And I was like, oh, my God, that's what we've been missing our whole life. Because like I, I kind plan. of knew I needed to do a proposal, but I didn't. Didn't know what a proposal was. Um, No, they're not fun. Like, they they suck so hard.
0: Yeah, but I mean, my last proposals got me sponsorships for my comedy festival. So so I can't knock them too much. But it is also, like, there I kind of knew someone there. And so having the proposal just backed up what I was doing. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess it is a little bit, like, it's luck about who you know in those situations. Or have you you sent proposals to complete strangers and, like, they've been like, cool, let's do it? Or... Has it been that thing of, yeah, you've well, had to know someone there? Well, no.
1: For Like, I did the, the Soul Sundowners. Yeah, yeah. Things that we had sudden Comfort on board with that. And that was, like, a complete just, like... Send a proposal. Yeah, I just <laughs> and the numbers lined and up. and the secretary said, you should phone this person. And then I asked her what her name was. And then find <laughs> that person. I was like, oh, I got your number from so-and-so. Like, they said, I should give you a call. <laughs> just, listen, I've got this. I've done this, 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 this. And, like... Um, I'll send you through a proposal. So, having and then, a CV helped. And yeah, definitely. And yeah, just, I suppose, kind of almost blowing out of proportion some of the stuff you've done in the beginning.
0: Like, fully fake it till it you, till you make, make it. it yeah. <laughs> So, because that's the thing, I'm trying to like get like some sort of advice here for people who might who might want to put yeah. on the other gigs. Because I'm sure you're tired of being like one of the few who's <laughs> doing it all the time and yeah, like I having like that responsibility on your shoulders. So, what sort of advice can you give like new up and coming promoters? Because there's so many people you know mm. in the industry who want to be musicians, but yeah. you need promoters. You need people to put on gigs. Like I don't know. I, I think like especially like. With also, do you consider Kai, yourself yeah. a
1: promoter? I suppose I do now yeah like, like <laughs> I don't know like Event people stuff. ask me what I do and I'm just like oh, th- things th- like a, th- a lot <laughs> of different yeah. things but like especially the, like I've like I've dealt like with like having working at Kaya and doing the shows yeah and people wanting to do stuff it was like taught me where like a lot of guys just need to plan like yep. like guys will come through and want to do something in like two weeks time and be like, like no I want to gonna kind of up. do this like thing that's like if like you want to do something, especially in the beginning, like when you don't know what you're doing, cause like now for like a Kaya show, it's like, I mean like two weeks before I can be like, yeah, you know, like, cause I've done the, like it's the same rundown like every time, but like, just take your time, like plan to like get your shit done. And like, it's like getting your, like just getting the event out there is like the most important thing. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yep. just
1: like give it some time and get like your artwork and your lineup sorted so you can get that out there. And then like, then you can start even like organizing your sound after that. If it's like long enough ahead, but like yeah. just plan things. Like, yeah, it's like, it's also like, that's why I understand why like some, do you venues... have a checklist now? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So like for
0: each gig you go, this is done. This is done. This yeah. is done. This is done. like
1: with like, especially with like the monthly ones like, with first Thursday and hangouts, like we've got like cool on this date before the previous event, like these emails need to be sent that needs to have been got from this person. Like, this far before the vent needs to go up, this long before we need to start doing artist drops, like...
0: Would 16-year-old you hate you right now?
1: Yeah, I, I think <laughs> it would confuse him a, a lot, like... Dude, I think, like, this isn't, like how, this isn't even how dude, we to do I think, like, 28-year-old me, like, 29-year-old me would be like, who the fuck are you, bruh?
0: <laughs> but you found the efficiencies, obviously, like... Because, I mean, that's the thing. We used to do gigs, and they were fun, but they were slap like like, 8
1: o'clock with like the things like sorry later if i can get the music going now exactly
0: like and now it's the complete opposite and you're finding way more success with it now though so do you you feel like that shift it it makes it easier you know what i mean
1: like if i can like go to event and like there's no stress in it like other the only stress being are the people gonna come yeah like it's easier to do another one after that but if it's like you're trying to run on your way to get there, try to get this. And like, it's just like the whole thing's just like crazy chaotic. Like you're going to finish that and be like, Oh, that that's like that. I need to wait like another, like, like a couple of months before I do it again. But if it's just like, if you build a thick skin to the fact that people aren't going to come and your <laughs> process is like not stressful building up to it, then it's like, well, why not do
0: it again? <laughs> like, Yeah. Fair enough. And what's it like working in a fucking record store, man? Like I was saying, so you started out... Yeah. (laughs) Selling records, like, at the Winston and stuff like that. And now you're... Like, you work in a record store. Like, a thing that I don't think we would have even expected to exist... Yeah. (laughs) ...10 years ago. So how did this come about, first off? Well, I was taking way too long to
1: complete my master's... In In what? Marine um, biology, biology, yeah. yeah. And my funding ran out, so I was getting hella broke and mm-hmm. i was gonna i'd really said to my girlfriend i was gonna shave my beard and become a waiter again if i didn't <laughs> find anything by the end of the week and i just posted online that i was looking for a job and paul was like hey well i've just had a kid and i've got a record store so i need someone to like work here like twice three times a week if you want to just sit and write your masters <laughs>
0: and how big of a life-changing event has that actually been because like this yeah, is now i yeah i dropped out of my masters yeah, yeah like
1: no it definitely was dude like it's it's also, like, Paul gave me the freedom to, like, kind of just
0: use this space yeah, as I wanted. So I don't even like know if people we, know that Paul even exists. Like, yeah, <laughs> like a lot of people... It's the, uh, the urban legend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of people would even assume yeah, that yeah. this is, like, you know, you right. own the place and that the way you, like, do things here, like, it is your playground, essentially, right? In a way, like... Yeah, yes
1: and no, like, I, I can You're given freedom. Yeah, but I, I definitely, like, everything we need to, like double check everything make sure like paul's happy with all the stuff i'm yep. not just gonna like bring in some crazy
0: but he's usually quite yeah, happy yeah he, with he is But well,
1: that's the thing like he's carefree enough to just be like yeah bro if you want to spend the time doing it then do it and that's yeah why we've had just so many
0: things yeah so having your own space available really allowed you to grow with this stuff obviously
1: yeah dude like i think it's like it's I feel like it's also, it's given me, like, a unique perspective in terms of, like, I've DJed, so I've been a performer. Like, yep. I've had, like, Kaya, so I've been, like, an event, like, a venue owner. Yeah. And then, like, put on shows and that, like, as a promoter. So, like, it's definitely all helped me, like, realize how I should do it. Like, that's why when I go to venues now, I treat them in a different way. Because, like, I know how it is when people come in here and they want to do a thing. And then, like, don't you, have like, respect. let them do it. But then they, like put up the event like two days before when they arrive here like two hours after they were gonna said they were gonna do sound check and i'm like dude's like going, Ugh. yeah and don't clean up after yeah exactly don't, like yeah so like yeah it's definitely helped me with that and also just kind of decide what i want to do if you know what i mean like for the longest time it was just booking like rock bands like that's yep. all we did um and like
0: well, it's cause that's the scene we're in and like, yeah. it's really cool to see that the scenes has shifted. Yeah. It's, it's right. no longer just a white rock scene. Like yeah. the, it's the Durban music scene has become a more like, um, I don't know. I don't want to like, I'm trying to think of the right word, but people, yeah, it's cross genre yeah. cross cross cultural. It's, it's just more of a, and you know, it's not like we didn't have like cross cultural stuff in the punk scene, yeah. but it was kind of white driven yeah, like, culture. No, sure. no matter what, yeah. <laughs> and now that is changing, which is really cool.
1: Yeah. And that's, like, yeah, I would suppose, like, some of our best shows have been here because it's just, like, there's been nights here, dude, where I've just been, like, what the fuck this am is beautiful. I actually like, watching, dude? Like, we had this dude the one night when we had hangouts here, just rock up, some guy from, like, the States, and, like, he had his, like, beats and was just, like, playing his beats with cello along with it and, like, just had this mad, soulful voice. So I was just, like, Kenneth, fuck like, yeah. how did you just bring this guy here? Like, Kenneth Gwele. I was just, like, uh. where
0: what the like old kenny and I'll like how like
1: him. i've never seen anything like this before like and there's been many of those like things here where i've just been like this is like just actually an amazingly special time and that's
0: helped me like yeah so do you do you like d- d- do you not f- like, know what you want to do
1: not really but, <laughs> like, you do, but, but you're doing of, all of this like, anyway. kind of like yeah like, we're ever gonna a see a music festival out of you we want to one day. Yeah, that's, that's like, long, long-term long Like goal. I feel like that's like, in the heart of anyone yeah, who, like, does gigs. Yeah. So it's just, like, maybe a music festival. Yeah, one day, like, if we can get some money from people to do it. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> you need a lot of money um, for that. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think things will go well with, like, Roots Up and that. Like, we're managing Miss You Now, Sean Ross. Oh, cool. Like, um, so, yeah, what's Roots Up? What's the whole vibe? Yeah, so it's... Uh, <laughs> management events and like booking agency like so secretly my undercover will is to use it to unionize the musicians and do it in a secret way <laughs> whereas like so we'll handle like we'll be a booking agent for you like we won't like we can't manage everyone obviously but like yep. if you have any like corporate clients like you go do your own gigs that you want to do but as soon as it's like a venue that wants to hire you or something like that we'll be able to like negotiate your rate for you if you want because like negotiating your own rate is always the worst thing like yeah. you always end up paying for like way less than then you want to and uh, then obviously your artist management um so we're working like i said with miss you now we've got a couple of other artists that we're getting to a point where we'll be like okay now we are managing you like yeah, they yeah. need to get their ducks in a row first and then also yeah just uh, events like the the ones we're doing and then offering like corporate bookings so like what we we've had we worked with diff already for the talent campus and a couple of other venues in Durban, where you can just come to us and say hey we are having this music night we need acts and we'll find out what kind of vibe you're looking for and then send you through a list that you can then choose from and be like okay that person would be rad that person would be rad and yeah, these have things like, are
0: done in durban but by people who aren't a part of the scene and like yeah. who aren't like like i check websites like if you want to go book like a dj or something yeah. like that and it's just like ah, who is this guy yeah like, um
1: but then we also have like a like a like swath of again like graphic designers and that that we know that so we're offering like we can pretty much build your whole event for you just short of promoting it like but you're not offering that uh, like we'll do the social media promotion there, but like not through our page. You know yeah, I mean? like that—that's what I mean. Like we are like Carla will set you up and like do all your sponsored posts and your this and that. And but like we just won't put it as like Roots Up is doing this thing because like you, you, don't you don't do too many things, to then yeah, like it's yeah, definitely. Like we don't like we want to be like we're we're about like promoting everything, but not everything. You know what I mean? Like you've got like, to be selective. Yeah.
0: Like But at the same time you are selective in the least selective way out of anyone I know. <laughs> like, yeah, like you give a, everyone a chance. As long as it sounds good, like you're like cool, it's like work. Yeah, like yeah, we've done some weird things. <laughs> like some very weird things. But like what's the okay, what's the
1: weirdest gig we've done? Dude, like, I don't know, we've had like we just had like it's it's mainly like in the open mic and artist showcase stuff. <laughs> like we've had some very just I don't know even how to explain it. Just like some of it doesn't sound like music even. <laughs> like some of it is just like But it's like But it's still good to you know, like, people though that platform. Yeah. Yeah, and like we've done some like yes, dude, like I've even like we booked uh this one uh lady, I forgot his name. We did Spoken Word. And like I've never fucked with Spoken Word, but that was fucking wild, dude. Like she like um she had this dude on Jambear, like behind her and this other lady just doing like vocal harmonies and she was just like laying down truths about like men's perspectives of women and <laughs> shit like that and like ems was just like i feel so uncomfortable and i was like that's because that's how you know it's good dude because like, it was just like these words were making you just like and the sound was like was just like it was and you're just like yeah dude you're just like skin crawling and you're just like oh god like i need to think about everything i've done ever like it was hectic, but good. Like, no, but that's not what I'm saying. Like, the, there's been some, like, yeah, just not that weren't quite that good. No, like, yeah, just interesting. Like, we've had like just weird, like, like a lot of it's obviously just like uh, guys that haven't honed their art yet. But like a lot of just
0: like weird shit like coming out. Like, <laughs> I um, f- yeah, <laughs> I feel you. Okay, and then uh, let's get into drawing just a little bit. <laughs> Do you still... Like, how do you feel now and in your 30s yeah. about some of the things you've done yeah. in your 20s as a jawler? Just most of my 20s, dude. <laughs> like my what? 20s in general. Because, yeah, you used to party
1: pretty hard, right? Yeah. I feel like I have puked and passed out in probably any place that sells alcohol in
0: Durban at least, like, once. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to ask you about the chundering, but...
1: Yeah, I chunder. I used to chunder a lot. Like, still occasionally. Not so much <laughs> anymore.
0: Oh, man. What's, like, What? Well, yeah, one of the wildest stories just from back in the day? Like, because, fuck, dude, like, I remember just... I mean, you've, A, been very mean to Dirk a lot. Oh,
1: no, for sure, but that's all deserved. But you also,
0: <laughs> as I was saying, you also used to party with Skullboy, who is, a, like, a bit of a rattle for was then. Like, yeah. the two of you together is, like, a dangerous combination. Yeah, dude, just... Like, I
1: don't know, with Liu, it was more, like, weird things. Like, I had, the, like, I had this <laughs> uncle who, like, had this bar in Queensborough, like... And he asked me to come DJ Vinyl. So, like, for a while, like, Leo and I was just, like, taking a whole bunch of shrooms and going to, like, this <laughs> bar in Queensborough, like, where they were just, like... <clears throat> yeah. Like, just a typical Queensboro bar. No, like, you I'm know not... what I mean? Like, all the stereotypes were there. Like, and, like, yeah.
0: That doesn't was... sound like a good environment for shrooms. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it
1: was so weird, dude. Like, Although <laughs> of... like, I was telling, like, Louis about how he fucking laughed some dude on, like, the weekend. And then just, like, there's this brilliant... Cocky, just like shouting at me to turn up the lens <laughs> Zeppelin. Like, then this lady gets on the bar and starts like dancing, and what? I was just like,
0: "What is? Yeah, too much of this shit." Well, um, we, we had one bad experience at a scub pub. I wasn't there, but that oh, was yeah, the last scub got, pub.
1: Ah, uh, dude, that, that's the scum pub that ended the scum pubs, dude. Like. Just before Micro Pluto set, They're like,
0: hey, you can play our thing
1: in Devon, and then someone gets stabbed
0: <laughs> Yeah, I was in Cape Town at the time, but yeah. I, I felt really bad because I'd like, yeah, helped organize that gig, and then, yeah, dude, that's that's I guess, that's the worst thing that's ever happened at a gig like that I put together, was yeah, literally dude. that. Like, I mean, and it wasn't one of our like customers yeah. or anything, it was literally two patrons at yeah. that bar the, this, who p- were already p- p- there. Scub, dude. That's what we said, <laughs> <laughs> just was we went too far, <laughs> you went too far. <laughs> And then you've also lived in digs quite a lot Uh, in your life. Um, Like, do you think now living with your girlfriend has... So much better. (laughs) But do you think, like, has that changed your life? Like, is that why you're now more responsible and more... Like, because, I mean, I kind of see, like, me, like, not hanging out with uh, my friends as much. Mm. Like, has led me down a much saner path. (laughs) Like, you know, since I've been with my girlfriend for, like, four years and, like you know we've definitely i've definitely found myself calming down a lot more so have you found that being a calming effect and yeah i suppose so like definitely um
1: i don't know if it's all just part of growing up all hand in hand like one goes with the other like correlation not causation i don't know like i don't know there's, don't a, there's know. other there's friends of ours who like, are like M's moved in like like Louis used to call it the triple nest. Like I would just like get home on Friday and just like be on the couch, smoking bongs and watching TV till like games, Monday. Yeah. And there would be like three sets of shoes, three mugs, like just like, and I would just like spend the weekend on the couch. just like fall asleep there, wake up at two, be like, <laughs> like eating stuff and falling asleep. So that, that changed for sure. Um, but then, yeah, I think it's, it was mainly actually like last year that I was like, started to calm down a lot. Like, I was still just drinking a fuckload, like, but I just realized, because I mainly, I've, like, like, shit just gets easier if you're not Always so fucked. fucked up. Like, yeah. Like, your own events are easier. You don't have to go there the next morning, like, as fucking pack up sound. Dude, I've lost
0: like, so much equipment just from leaving it at the jaw because I was too drunk. Yeah. Like, dude, the number like, of
1: headphones
0: that I've lost. Yeah. Ugh, it's all of them. <laughs> literally.
1: Yeah. And like, it's also just like, sometimes it's just you don't have to catch an Uber and you can just like drive to a place have like one drink like watch the acts like it's a lot easier to go out and watch stuff if you're not getting fucked up if you know what i mean like because like if your thing is that when you go out and you watch like go out somewhere and you like get fucked up like on a Wednesday night when there's something on and you got something on a Thursday it's like oh no I can't go out like I've got this tomorrow but if like
0: but so you could just go out you could you just, just, just go drink. there
1: for like an hour and a half watch some music and go home and like it'll be cheaper and like then you'll want to do it again when something else comes up because it's not like oh, oh no man. I can't go like it's like it's uh, going to take the last out of me <laughs> like uh, I'm
0: going to yeah. call yeah like you know like I'm going to take the next week off you know, yeah. you know it's going to be an absolute bender yeah. no, you can just enjoy can go, it again. yeah but what do you think? Yeah, you think it's just growing up? Yeah, dude, I don't know. Yeah, I suppose so.
1: Also being broke, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Like, I, I generally drink when it's at Kaya
0: or when I've got a, a bar tab for yeah, DJing. And but, like I just, but isn't I that the weird thing? How we used to, like... We were talking about this before, how we used to drink, like, so much. <laughs> like, and party so much. And, yeah. like, work so little. Yeah. But <laughs> still pay rent and still, like, have money. How do we not have money anymore... But we're no longer drinking. We're only jaw if we're throwing the party. Like, <laughs> what has gone wrong? I think it's also just, like, prioritizing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, we prioritize
1: busy And now, like, it gets to the point where I'm like, okay, well, I can't actually justify spending those that money on this if I haven't, like, paid for that or done that with that money yet. Like, I just, it would be irresponsible of me to go out <laughs> drinking if I haven't sorted it, out. When it Like, when it was when we were younger, though, it was just like just Joel and like tomorrow the chips will fall and we'll see where they land. Like, do, you, do you miss that irresponsible lifestyle a little bit or you, I like, do dude so much. Or, or yeah, it like, nice. it's like I was saying the M's it's just like, life was simpler. Like being a waiter and like, cause for a while, like I had dropped out of varsity before dropping yeah. out this time. I have a history of it. And like, for a while I was just like waitering and it was just like, that was like my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, I literally, my expense, like my concerns were like, Go to work as a waiter and then just get drunk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you're not really or worried. Or eat food, or like, you know what I mean. There was like, and if I like, there wasn't even like the job pressure because like, if I lost that like, I could if you could just get go waiter somewhere job else,
0: somewhere else. Like, there was just. Yeah, I remember that. I yeah. mean, I lost quite a few waiter jobs because I actually just got over them and just stopped going back. Like, yeah, and it's it's something you, <laughs> you, can just, do you just go to the next one. Like, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. So I definitely do miss that. Like, but it's. it's
0: yeah. You miss it, but obviously like Yeah, it's... no,
1: things are better now. Like definitely. That's why like whenever M's goes away for like four four days or so, I'll just like you have, a have like a rattle full of... like two days where it's like just get a KFC Streetwise two with pup and maybe a Johnny's Roti and like that's my food for like that twenty four hour period and I'll just not
0: move from the couch. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So that's your time yeah, off. Yeah, it's my vacay. Uh, oh man, I feel you. Like I'm looking forward to I don't know when, but like at some point I want to just literally take a week off of life, like just like (laughs) not do anything like at all, like just chill at home and watch stuff. I don't even watch stuff that much anymore because who has time? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there's also just always listening to music and like, that's the thing when you get a part of the music, become part of the music scene. That's it's. So do you agree with the thing? Like make the thing that you love, like, you know, your job because you've essentially done that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i have
1: done it but like would you do you think that i think it's just it's something to be cautious about because it's like like i'm lucky that it hasn't like made me bitter before but like well yet <laughs> yeah like, i was gonna say like i definitely got a like, bit bitter with like the whole but music like, thing yeah it's like it is something to be cautious about like because you don't want to destroy it. if it's something you love you don't want to destroy it so they don't necessarily just jump in like I think I suppose things have happened like quite slowly and organically with me. Like how, like I never was like, Hey, I'm going to do music as like my livelihood. Like it was always something that I just did on the side as something I dug. And like you slowly, took opportunities like, it when they presented themselves came up to that point where I was like, oh, okay, well now it looks like I could, if I put a little bit more money. So basically you <laughs> just then, got all this experience and
0: then you were like, what do I do with this experience?
1: <laughs> yeah. But it was also like, I got it like, realize how to do things that would make me happy like you know in a way that would make me happy like it wasn't like i was that's I always tell, oh, get a side hustle Like yeah. straight up get your side hustle so then you can be like selective about how you want to do that thing you like and what you want to do with that thing you like like otherwise it will make you bummed you know what i mean like i've seen lots of those who are like for instance like graphic designers who are like oh yeah i okay. like they go study and they're like oh we're we gonna do these great things and, and then, then they they get they're into just advertising putting, like, and... different shades of pink on a game flyer like <laughs> and like that's gonna make you like bit like and, and then a lot of them don't do art like at all of any sort because they're like, over it because they they've, they've spent left.
0: the whole day busy graphic designing instead yeah. of yeah so
1: rather be a waiter and just cover your expenses and then you can actually do that thing and like grow it how you want to
0: grow it I think yeah. that's some fantastic advice and probably a pretty good point to end this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> this has been a really cool chat, man. Um, if people want to get a hold of you, how can they do so? Um, you can follow me on the Facebooks, Instagrams, or Twitter uh, Fuego Heat. Uh, 3-1
1: on, on some of it, yeah. Um, and then there's our Roots Up. You can check out rootsupentertainment.com and we've got contact information on there if you want to use our services <laughs>
0: and obviously people can always come
1: into kaya records oh, yeah like um, yeah i'm not always here but i am here sometimes um but it's always a dope place to hang out
0: yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah. always like whenever you need a space to hang and then from now on people can catch you also at republic a lot
1: yeah so we roots up is taking over curating their live music there they're gonna be having stuff every friday saturday sunday be it. DJs or full acts, whatever, something different all the time.
0: (laughs) Cool. Well, thank you very much. We'll catch you at Republic very, very soon. I'm looking forward to both Sunday school and for the Thursday vibes. I'm really amped. Sweet shot, dude. (laughs)